People versus Happiness. This is David Musgrave, and with me is my co-host. Anderson. Hey, Anderson, you feeling good today? You happy? Feeling pretty good. Okay. Awesome. So that kind of brings us to why we're here today. Uh, we are doing the first episode of the People versus Happiness. I uh, want to start by maybe talking a little bit about exactly what people can expect from the podcast. Really, the idea came to me, but it just started me thinking about happiness in general. It's a very simple topic when you think about it at first, uh, but I think that there are a lot of complex nuances, a lot of different facets that can be explored. So I started reading and I, I started thinking about happiness in a different way. And honestly, I almost wanted to to like start putting my thoughts onto paper and write an essay, but I realized number one, I probably wasn't going to stick with that. (laughs) And number two, you know, who is that for? What does that really do? What does that accomplish? And that's when I came up with the idea for the people versus happiness. I thought a podcast would be a much more interesting way to explore this topic and really uh, get other voices, not just my own, so that I can sort of then take what other people are saying their experiences, their point of views, and and educate and and change my own thoughts on the topic. So that's when I came to you and said, hey, how do you feel about being a second voice and a second investigator into this with me? And you know, you seemed interested. I just wanted to kind of get your thoughts on, once I brought this to you, what you've been thinking about since then. I mean, at first glance, it was, you know, obviously, why me? Uh, it was immediately when I think about, you know, myself as a person, I don't always think of myself as gleaming happiness. You know, I don't radiate energy, you know, not overly extroverted, introvert, extrovert hybrid. Uh, but it was more so I took it inwards into myself to ask why, or what do I think I could bring to the table here and what I could offer. And it's just been mostly that it's just been kind of thinking, you know, more so about happiness, you know, as you said earlier, you know, it's a simple topic, but again, it can branch out into many, many different facets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it's been, been asking myself questions. Okay. Yeah. And I like that. And I think that's actually one of the reasons that I did consider you uh, when I was thinking of who, uh, I, I mean, honestly, and this should be a, a little bit of a, a compliment to you, but I was trying to think of first off, who would I want to sit down with time and time again? And who would I feel comfortable with bringing other individuals into a conversation with? But you you strike me as an intellectual person. And while I might be a little more emotional in my approach to cer- certain things, you're definitely going to bring an intellectual side of it. So again, it's that it's that different perspective, that uh, point counterpoint kind of thing that I think that uh, the dynamic between the two of us is going to work pretty well for these conversations. But Okay. Well, that sounds good. Part of what I want to do right now is just set some expectations for format for the for the podcast. Uh, what I would like to do, uh, again, I've talked about conversations with other people. Really what I want each episode to be uh, when possible, we may have to, to do this without a guest sometimes, but is to bring a third party into conversation and get their unique perspective. So what I want to do with that is I want to explore different cultures, you know, even the difference between how gender gender sees happiness and, and get some 
some insight into specific facets of happiness as well. So, you know, let's speak to to a mother. Let's speak to somebody who is religious. Let's speak to somebody who, you know, whatever. Just just try to find different points of view. And and we've got a list of about ten people in mind already that have agreed to have conversations with, which we'll talk about that a little bit more. But again, the idea is. While you and I, I think we could sit here and talk about this for, you know, 100 hours. But with that Not right now, <laughs> oh, you don't have the next 100 okay. hours available. I mean, okay. uh, my expectations are a little bit different. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, no, but but seriously, to, to, to be able to change our, our opinions, because I think we would talk ourselves into circles eventually. So let's let's get some outside perspective. So that being said, uh, today we don't have a guest. So we are going to start by just having starting the conversation between the two of us, and then we'll we'll carry it further with with other individuals. Part of the the interview process that I want to do, though, is to start each conversation the same way. So there's some continuity from one person to the next. Hmm. Okay. Uh, and to do that, I want to ask the same three questions. We've kind of come up with these, uh, and I thought it would be kind of fun to start by asking you those three questions. Oh, boy. (laughs) So uh, the first one is, what is happiness? So, Anderson, in your mind today, before we talk to 20 other people and you may change your mind, what is your idea of happiness today? I guess it depends on how you're asking the question. You're asking from a scientific point of view. Or are you asking from a more emotional, you know, philosophical point of view? Because if you're asking for the scientific, I'm going to say it's just a bunch of dopamine hits (laughs) in in, in your brain. I I, I knew you were going to bring this up. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. But other than that, if we're asking from what I what I think you're truly asking, you know, what what do I think happiness is? I, I don't know. It's a really hard question to ask because <laughs> it's it's so simple that it, that it's difficult. That's the idea of these uh, three questions. <laughs> I, yeah, I would say it's mostly around positivity. It's around positivity with interacting with you know your environment, you know, with your peers, your family, strangers, what have you. Mm-hmm. Do you think Do you think happiness is the same for each person? anywhere in the world. No, no. I mean, a lot of times you know, we could say, you know, happiness is synonymous with surviving and some third world countries. Happiness is being able to eat every day as, mm-hmm. as, as, sad, as it, sad as it is in some parts of America. Happiness is made the right stock bids or happiness is you got a job promotion. Happiness is you get birth to your first child. Yeah. Happiness is also very much in the moment or where you are at in your life, I guess you would say. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when I was an adolescent, I was happy to, you know, have the most recent copy of Super Mario Brothers. (laughs) You know, when I was still happy to have Okay, (laughs) fair. Yeah. yeah, I I still have them. Uh, When I was, you know, when I was a teenager, I was happy to have a girlfriend. When I was in college, I was happy to show up to class. Uh, and then so on and so on, mm-hmm. you know, so it's, it depends on the perspective and also depends on the individual. Okay. Okay. I, I think that's fair. And, and honestly, we again could talk about this topic for hours just on this question. And that's kind of the whole point of having this con- conversation continue with other people and down the line as well. So mm-hmm. I don't think that there is going to be, and that, again, that's why I wanted these to be open-ended so that we can just let people kind of 
ramble, ramble. And then we're going to focus in on a specific topic afterwards. But the next question is, is happiness a choice? I mean, I think so. I, I'm yeah, I'm going to say yes. I mean, to give a, you know, a simpleton type answer, it's I choose my path. I made, I made the decisions to get me to the point that I'm at, whether that status is unhappy or happy. I made the choice to. Oh, okay. So you're saying that happiness is a consequence of your choices. Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting because I wasn't actually thinking about the question that way. I was thinking, can you wake up and choose to be happy in any given day? So what? Uh, you mean kind of like put on a facade? Would it be putting on a facade? No, no. I mean, literally, well, I mean, I suppose maybe that's an aspect of it, fake it until you make it type of a situation. Mm-hmm. But I mean, literally, can you affect your own mood by choosing to do so? Uh, I think so. I mean, I will say yes, because I mean, there's certain scenarios, you know, it's, I, f- I forget which TED Talk it was, but you smile more mm-hmm. and it, it, it just, it boosts your mood. Mm-hmm. You know, when you are, but again, that, that could be going back to the, the point that you made about me uh, saying it was a consequence. Okay. You know, I smile more, therefore I will be happy. Mm-hmm. But you're saying force happiness. Right. So you're saying well, stop being upset. Well, what comes to, yeah, kind of, what comes to mind is, and, and in my current job, uh, I am encouraged to watch all these motivational videos, which never motivate me, by the way. But Often within those, you you hear the, you choose to be happy. It's your choice. How you want to face your day. Wake up and the first thing you need to think is today is going to be a great day. You know, so can you do the same thing with happiness? Can you wake up and the first thing you think is I'm going to be happy today instead of, oh, God, I got to get out of bed. You know, does that make a difference? Can you do those kind of things? And, and maybe the question is a little more broad than that. It's more of a, in your life, can you make that choice? That, hey, I'm going to be happy. I'm not going to let circumstance get me down. Are you saying to wake up happy or to wake up with a positive attitude? Are we lumping those two things, you know, together? Mm, I guess specific towards happiness. Yeah. But does the positive attitude therefore lead to happiness? Yeah. Because, I mean, if you, yeah, if you do wake up and say, you know, I'm going to go to the gym today, I would say that's a positive attitude. Mm-hmm. You may be groggy and upset about going to the gym because, you know, it's it's going to hurt and you haven't been in weeks or months or years. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's going to be rough. You're going to be embarrassed there at the gym with all the others. Everybody, I think everybody's laughing at you and may, that may make you unhappy. Yeah. But having that positive attitude could eventually lead to a happy outcome. Okay. I think that's fair. Good deal. So then that brings me to the last one. And this one will be probably a much quicker answer. Maybe. I don't know. This might be cheaper than therapy, but are you happy? <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm going to say yes. You know, maybe some people looking from the outside in may, uh, may disagree, but I don't, or I, I don't think I'm unhappy. Excuse me. So yes, I am. So the simple answer is yes, you're happy. Yeah. Okay. Good. All right. So that is basically how the conversation is going to start every time, no matter who we're talking to. I think that they're open-ended enough to where it's going to really lead some people down some paths that we don't even expect. So I'm kind of excited about that. But then the idea is that we're then going to – there's a reason we're bringing each of the individual guests on because there are certain things that I want to ask about and that I want to get their opinion on and their perspective of from, like like I said, again, a culture standpoint or a job standpoint or something that I feel that they specifically have some insight into. So good deal. Any other thoughts on that? 
that before we move on. Okay. All right. All right, Anderson. So the first thing that I want to talk about today is something that makes me very happy, um, and that's banana bread. Okay. Do you like banana bread? I do. Okay. So banana bread makes me very happy. All right. It seems very warm, seasonal, uh, something my mom would have made for me. Nothing better than a nice, warm piece of banana bread. Do you eat it with butter on it? I'm going to go with No. <laughs> I mean, I, I, but now I'm thinking I should, but... Right. Yeah, yeah, you got to smear some I'm, butter all over it, man. I'm more of a blueberry muffin guy, but all right, keep going. Okay, all right. But anyway, so banana bread makes me happy. Okay. You know what else makes me happy? I don't know. Beer. Yeah, okay. Banana nut beer. Okay. Yeah, exactly. That's uh, I've brought a banana bread beer. Um, this is by Wells, and uh, I've never tried it. I thought that I had tried other beers by Wells before in the past. You know, it's like it's British. It's a UK uh, beer. But I actually did some reading on them, and I don't think it was exactly what I thought it was. But I saw this at the store the other day. Actually, Beth saw this at the store the other day. And when I saw it, I was like, oh, man, I got to try that. Mm-hmm. And then I thought I'd save it to try it with you. So I've got a couple bottles for us. See that. And I'm going to pour us a couple glasses here. Oh, man, you smell that? No, I can't. Not yet. Well, is it is it pungent? It doesn't smell like banana bread. It kind okay. of smells like skunks. Oh, okay, skunky bread. <laughs> Are we going to do this at all the uh, on on all the podcasts? Uh yeah. Basically, this podcast is just an excuse for me to get you to drink some beer with me. Let's say we're gonna we're gonna get drunk on different food additive beers. <laughs> okay. Um, it doesn't really smell like bananas that strong. Why do I have Why do I have more in my well, glass? There's, there's another one over here. Yeah, I'll, off fair. top. I'll no, top off. I don't want to drink as much skunk beer. But... <laughs> Okay. So it does taste better than it smells. It does. It does taste a little bit like bananas. A little bit. It no, really, I mean, I've, I've, got, I've got the banana bread. I do. I've, I've got it. I was drinking that energy drink. I wonder if I've got more. Oh, it would be kind of odd. Uh, yeah. I mean, it tastes like bananas. I don't get nut bread from it or uh, bread. I got a little bit of it. I, I honestly, I'm going to open the other one and pour some more. I honestly thought that there'd be more spiciness to it. Like more, more of a bite. Yeah. Yeah, me too. It really tastes like not a lot of hopsy. No, Hop, and it, hoppiness. Right. <laughs> I made it funny. <laughs> wow, how much Oh man. <laughs> Couple sips and you're off to the pun factory. It's it's I mean it's definitely a classic English beer. It's got that I always think English beers kind of yeah. Now we're going to turn into a uh, uh, a, a review, a beer a, review uh, podcast, connoisseurs. Yeah, um, but English beers always kind of have that like almost watery, lighter. Yeah, yeah. Like you can pound like ten of them in a pub type of thing going on. It's definitely got that. But while we sip on this, I actually did do a little research, mm-hmm. and I wanted to talk to you about Wells and Young Brewing Company is who actually puts this out. You remember how I told you that I thought that I had had some beers by them and I was trying to think of what it was. And I, for life of me, I was reading, reading. I couldn't, couldn't really find it, but I found out a couple of interesting things. Charles Wells Limited and Young's Brewing merged in October of 2006. And the beer that I was thinking of, I really felt like I drank when I was a lot younger. So yeah, I, it definitely wasn't post 2006 once they merged, but oh, what I wanted to talk to you about was that I started reading about the Charles Wells and Charles Wells lived like a crazy life. He actually he was born in Bedford in 1842 and he dropped out of school at the age of 14, as any good beer maker does. Yeah. And to do. yep. <laughs> well, he ran away to sea by boarding the frigate Devonshire 
which was bound for India. So like pretty much your classic like runaway story, yeah. runaway and become a sailor and go to India, which is crazy. Um, and in the late 1800s, Wells was promoted to chief officer. And he fell in love with and proposed to Josephine Grimbley. But her dad was pissed at him because she he said that uh, no daughter of his would marry a man who'd be away at seas for months at a time. And so Wells, desperate to marry his sweetheart, left his seafaring career and in 1876 established the Charles Wells Family Brewery to provide beer for the local population of Bedfordshire. So he dropped out of school, became a sailor. Yep. Fell in love. Fell in love. His father-in-law didn't approve. And so to make him approve, he opened a brewery. He opened a brewery. Yeah. And then actually became one of the most successful breweries in England. And like the or the uh, Charles Wells Limited Company like commanded like 200 some pubs and stuff for a long time. And like it was really, really popular. Did he, I mean, did he just – did he – Notice like a, uh, uh, the market down there needed beer. That just seems like such a weird thing to go from sailing the seas to br- brewing the beer. Well, it makes me think that we should just become brewers. Okay. <laughs> it's, that, it's that easy. I, yeah, mean, I mean, well, I mean, they got the in-house bathtub kits. I mean, <laughs> actually, in this day, got to come up with a gimmick. Well, that's true. In this day and age, it's actually probably a lot harder to start in the brewing yeah, business. Oh, oh, it's oversaturated. There's breweries like. You can't go half a mile without seeing another brewery, especially in this area. I don't know. We need to do more research on them before we can brewers. Uh, okay. But, so then we just get to charge more. Got it. Yeah. It's fancy bathtub beer. We're drinking beer flavored by banana nuts. So, <laughs> okay. Up the bread. If yeah. you could, if you could make any kind of beer flavored by any kind of food that you really enjoy, what would it be? Ah, mm, all the foods that I enjoy would not, would not. <laughs> What mesh well here? Lasagna beer. Lasagna beer. I was well, I was gonna say pizza beer, but I got a feeling that that probably exists. Oh, I have no doubt it exists. And if it does, do not bring it here. Next episode, <laughs> no pizza beer. Stop it. I don't know. I maybe have like a some sort of candy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would still. I wouldn't want like a sweet sweet beer. I I would just want it to taste like the candy. What's your favorite beer? I'm like I don't drink a ton of beer, but mm-hmm. it's. I will drink like you know. I enjoy like the Sam Adams line of stuff. Mm-hmm. I know that's making me basic, but yeah, no, I'm a, I'm a Becky. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> but also something like Hopsecutioner or maybe mm-hmm. like like a Lagunitas. Oh, there something, you go. Something you know a little bit hoppier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I keep. I gotta stop that. All right, no more. No more puns. <laughs> no more rhyming. I mean it. <laughs> oh, you should make peanut. Peanut beer. Peanut beer? Peanut butter beer? Well, that exists. I, I say this. I've, I've, I have, I have drank, have, have drunk. You are drunk. I mean. I did, I did drink it. <laughs> uh, whatever. Uh, the, the, uh, the PBJ beer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bell- peanut butter and jelly. Not a fan. No, that's, um, I like, uh, Sweet Baby Jesus. Uh, it's a peanut butter chocolate porter. I have had that. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was entertaining. Yeah. That's, I like that. Anything by Avery. Avery Brewery now in Colorado. That's that's my favorite. Anyway. No. Beer beer makes you happy. Yeah. All right. Yeah, beer makes me happy. I think it makes a lot of people happy. Unless they have too much of it and then they start crying and get sad and think about life too much. Or violent. Or violent. That's true too. Both unhappy. <laughs> so what did you want to talk about? I wanna I wanna know why. Why do we pursue this topic? You know, why is happiness important? Why do people strive to get to that point in their life? Why is it part of the Constitution? On, on the topic of why is it important, 
you know, let's let's think let's think of the opposite. What if I was just unhappy? What if I was just a grump all day mm-hmm. and my my entire life? So what? Mm-hmm. Is it going to shave years off my life? I mean, it's probably going to shave at least a month, I imagine. Mm-hmm. You know, from the from maybe from the stress levels. <laughs> but I don't know. Do we? What I spoke to at the beginning. What if I don't want the dopamine hits all day, every day? What would be the outcome of it if I didn't? That is interesting. I also wonder if you look throughout recorded history, how much we actually talk about happiness. If you graft it out, how much we actually pay attention to and talk about happiness. Certainly, as you get into the modern era, the the instant gratification era, the on-demand era, era, I would imagine there's a sharp spike to the up upper right in recent years. So do you think that happiness is a modern luxury? I think it's, I wouldn't say a luxury so much as it is expected. And to cut to, to broaden a little bit to, to what you spoke to, you know, over the past, you know, several decades, the, the instant gratification factor, the, the participation trophies, although that's that we got as kids, that's a whole separate topic in itself. So, like right now, I'm happy that my phone does turn on and it boots within 10 seconds, but I'm not happy if my email takes more than two seconds to load. Hmm. So, when, and then when I go and upgrade to a new phone, you know, that loads that much faster and it, it keeps getting faster, keeps getting faster, keeps getting faster. Sure. Use it as a, you know, as a metaphor for, you know, the, what trying to get happiness is in the future. Where, at what point do we just approach infinity? Mm. Where does where does the the scale logarithmic? Don't remember. Oh, you're asking the wrong person. <laughs> We'd have maybe we Sorry. should ask Beth. <laughs> okay, got it. Again, back in the fifties, they were happy to have television, mm-hmm. you know, color television. You know, here today, I'm happy to have unlimited bandwidth at my home location so that I can stream Netflix all day. Mm-hmm. Occurred no fees. All right. You know, what's what's the next thing? So that's making me happy right now. Mm-hmm. It's going to make me happy in 20 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, no, I agree with you. I think if, from, if you think of happiness from, from that perspective, from a modern era, it's almost like we're never going to be able to truly be happy or happy enough as long as technology keeps improving and there's always something better to strive for. Even like I, I just bought a, a new phone. I switched to Apple for the first time in my life, said I never would. But now I, I love it. Uh, it's awesome. My phone's awesome. And it brings me a lot of happiness. But, you know, in two years from now, uh, let's have this conversation again. And I'm going to say, oh, there's there's a new model. And I'm not one to chase new models and stuff at all. But my phone will have slowed down. It, there will be cooler things that new phones can do that mine can't. And I will be like, oh, wow, I wish I had that one. My, mm. phone, my phone doesn't. You know, so there's always chasing the next thing from that standpoint. So... I would actually argue that while that does bring temporary happiness, I don't think it's true happiness. I I think that that in order to find – It's shallow. It is shallow. In order to find a true happiness, you're going to have to be able to to have more satisfaction in your life. But I guess that brings back – let's circle back into your actual question of of why. Why do we – why do we – so let me get clarification on what you're saying. Are you asking – why do we talk about happiness? Why is it important for us to even think about happiness? Yeah. Well, I mean, why? 
And and to your point, it's not necessarily important. There are certainly people currently in third world countries that are not, um, but there probably are some that are too because they do live simple lives and they're just happy with you know what they have and and much more than we are currently. So what's the difference between those two types of people? Is it that one is starving and one is not? So I, I guess so. So you're saying it's, it's situational? I think I think it's situational. I think you can be happy with almost nothing. And I think you can be unhappy with almost everything. True. I mean, yeah. And while I don't want to get political, I mean, yeah. you could look in the news right now and see a lot of people that have almost everything who are very, very unhappy, that have almost everything and almost the most prestigious titles and money and 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 for some reason still manage to make themselves miserable. Yeah, because they're, they're unhappy because they can't have all of it. Yeah. They have a lot, but they learn all. And I mean, and that... That, that's a motivational thing for them. That's sure. That, that that's fine. Uh, but yeah, there are some people that have nothing and are happy. Yeah. So I would argue. I think, and I'll answer this question, and then I'd like to get what you think, what your conclusions are, because I'm sure that having thought about this, maybe you have a conclusion. But I think the reason it's important is because of that balance. The reason to ask what is happiness and what makes me happy is so that we can find some kind of peace in our current situations, no matter what those are. So for me right now, I'm in a transition in career and many other aspects, and I'm not where I want to be, but I'm also making changes in my life so that I'm I'm very happy, but I want to continue to grow on that happiness. And to me, that's not necessarily making a ton of money. It's being stable and doing things that make me happy and really exploring what that actually is anymore because yeah. I'm a completely different person today than I was a year ago, two years ago, five years ago, certainly. And that's going to continue to change. But that's why it's important to me is so that I have an understanding of what happiness is so that I can then mold my life to sustain long-term happiness. And it doesn't have to be happiness in that I have everything I want. It's just that I am at a, at a good place in life and feel content. Sure. What about you? Why do you think it's important to ask what happiness is? Uh, I think it's kind of similar to, to where you're thinking. Uh, I think I think it's important to def- to try and define it so that you can set goals mm-hmm. and help accomplish those goals. Mm-hmm. So you know, I will be happy if I make rent on uh, next month. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's a small goal for me to make my rent. Or I will be happy. Happiness to me is defined as. I better my relationship with a, a coworker that I'm struggling with. Mm. I think it's important for me to de- to de- to define that currently I'm unhappy with that scenario. In order to get from point A to point B, you know, point B being happy, mm-hmm. I need to do this. At that that point, it's I, I I know I'm happy. Are you like me in that other people's level of happiness affects you a lot? It it does not a ton. So like I don't absorb from people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do mimic. So you know if I'm in a room full of unhappy individuals, that I'm going to absorb that and have that reflect. And it's not necessarily that I'm doing it. It's it's that I'm trying to fit in. I guess mm-hmm. that's more of a personality trait. I think. But I think I'm really empathetic, and I think I get that from my mom. So definitely in relationships that I'm in. I want the other person to be happy and and to the extent where my happiness becomes a lot less important than theirs. But even with like, even when I'm on the phone with somebody that I don't know, 
if I can sense that they're not happy with the situation, like it affects me. And that's like the most basic interaction you can have with somebody. It still affects me. So that's something I struggle with a lot. I mean, you know, I mean, does it, does the empathy, you know, motivate you to change, change yourself or to change the person, mm. the person that you're interacting with? Probably to change the situation for the person so that they become happier. I, okay. I've actually struggled with that a lot in my life to where I have to take a step back and say, this person, what, what is their role in my life? They're just a person that I'm passing through life with very briefly. Why does it matter? But I guess it's, I guess it's not necessarily a bad trait to want everyone to be happy that I encounter. But as long as it, but to the point where like, you know, is it going to affect my life? And, and where's the line to draw there? But, you know, again, all these things, topics that we probably will talk about in greater detail down the line. Mm-hmm. And I guess, again, all of this, while it does seem like kind of a rambling uh, train of thought, I think it goes and speaks to the why. Why define happiness? Because I want to be happy. Because you want to know what it is. You see, you see others that have it, and obviously there's a distinction between where you are you know, if it's in this this unhappy state, and you see where they are, which is like obviously in a happy state. You can read from it and define okay what they're doing, that emotion that they're experiencing, the euphoria that they're going through, and the dopamine hits that they're mm-hmm. getting. I want that. Yes, but again, with the way that my personality is, it's not that not just that my happiness doesn't re- rely on just me being happy, though. It it relies on the people in my life being happy as well. Okay. And I'm again, again, I, I this is not an exploration so that I can become happy. I am happy. It's it's more an explore, exploration to see what makes other people happy, just because I think that's nice, too. Not that it needs to affect me and make me happier, but it's just nice to see other people be happy. Yeah. And it means so, so much like, for example, I don't have a huge immediate family, but some people happiness is 100 percent tied into family. Yeah. And without that, they wouldn't be as happy. You know, I just want to see different types of happiness. I guess maybe that's why it's important. A curiosity. I'm 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 curious about happiness. Okay. I mean, and that's an acceptable answer. Curiosity. You know, why is it important? You know, because the human nature is to be curious. Yeah. So it's us doing what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah. That, and I think it's also a topic that anyone can speak to. Yeah. You know, if we were, if we were doing a, a podcast on the most advanced computers and, and how they're changing the world, you would do well there in that topic. I wouldn't. However, I can come to you and talk to you about happiness. I can go and talk to anyone at any level of education, any culture. Happiness exists in every single culture to some extent. Okay, so I think that is a transcendent answer and that it why is it important is because it it is shared amongst all. Mm -hmm. So there's one thing that every single person has in common is that they can they can either experience this emotion or hopefully they want to go. They want they want to get this emotion. To piggyback off of one of your questions earlier, is it a choice? You know, all right, well, maybe it is, and maybe this one particular person doesn't choose it not to be happy, but that person does understand it mm-hmm. and understands the, the choice that they're making, whether or not that's that's true. To your point, yes, it's 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 something common amongst all of us, and it's something that we can all share, and it's a way for us to not really unite's the wrong word, but have it, you know, a shared empathic experience, I guess. Okay, Anderson. Well, I think that's a good start. A couple of interesting topics. Appreciate you bringing some stuff to the table here. What have you thought about so far based on what we talked about today? We all do share that that quest or that need for happiness. 
So think about what, what makes you happy. What can you learn from this or what can you apply from what our thoughts are to yourself? Yeah, I think that's good. I mean, ultimately, this is meant to be a conversation and an exploration. And it needs to be bigger than just you and me. So anyone that has some opinions and wants to talk further has different topics that they think would be interesting to to explore further. You know, I want to hear that kind of stuff, which really does bring us not only to, you know, hopefully some kind of community conversation, uh, but also actually getting some folks in here to talk to us uh, in person. So that will most likely be Marcelo Hurtado first. Um, so we're coming up on the holidays here. Uh, but after that, we intend to sit down with Marcelo. He is Ecuadorian, which I think, it, you know, I don't really know that much about the culture. I'd like to kind of see from his perspective what that meant growing up, what kind of uh, formed his life up to this point, his family, his community, how that has affected his view of happiness. I do think he's a very happy person. So I'm excited to kind of hear his perspective of things and kind of go from there. So Sounds good. Yeah, absolutely. We've got, like I said, we've got a lot of people behind him who've already agreed to, to sit down and talk to us. So some good things on the horizon, some good conversations. This is definitely just the beginning of our conversations and trying to even formulate some thoughts around what happiness is and what questions to even ask, uh, other than those three that I know that I want to continue to ask people. So I can't wait to have my opinions change. Yeah. Or if they will, if they do, then I'm on board for it. Yeah, well, that, and that, that's what I was going to say is that, yeah, if they change, I mean, I think, you know, again, I've got a very basic understanding of what happiness is, but um, I don't know what it means to everyone else. So that could very much uh, influence and, and inf- inform my, my future thoughts on it. So, all right, Anderson. Well, again, appreciate you uh, taking the time to, to be with me here today. And uh, until next time, make sure you do what makes you happy. As soon as I figure out what that is. It's got waggle dance, so I imagine, you know, that's what I'll be doing. There's honey over here. Let me up my ass a little bit. Yeah. And let's go this way. Yeah. Yeah. Shaking your ass for honey. Yeah. Men have been doing it for years.